Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up. This is episode number 71 and on a Friday, which means a lot of new music. What have you been spinning, Peter? Fridays are always days to look forward to new albums and something that's been on my Apple Music playlist this morning has been Green Carnation, who've released their first album in 15 years. So the band took a break and they're back with a new album called Leaves of Yesteryear. Uh, for those of you who are into like prog, will kind of enjoy this one. So, yeah, Green Carnation Leaves of Yesteryears. I'm going to be checking out the new Sojourner. That's some lovely atmospheric black metal. Hopefully the entire album should be as exciting as that single was. Yeah, they're, they're quite an exciting band. And especially considering that they're all in different parts of the world. I don't know how the hell they manage all of it. but Those kind of lessons are being learned by everyone this time around. <laughs> <laughs> so from Saudi Arabia on Monday, this time we're traveling to Egypt to talk with a band called Scarab, which happens to be Egyptian death metal, but not to the degree that a Nile would be. But uh, this is a band that Peter has known for a very long time, isn't it? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, we get into a bit of it uh, in our conversation with uh, Sami, but uh, this was, I think, 2008. Eight or nine, I think nine, where uh, they performed. Uh, so when I lived in Dubai, there was the Dubai Desert Rock, and they used to have a competition uh, for the bands uh, who would open uh, for the Desert Rock. And one of the bands performing was Hate Suffocation, which later became uh, Scarab. And that's the first time I saw them uh, live. And yeah, it was kind of impressive to see band from Egypt, six-piece, I think they were, five or six-piece, but uh, they put on a really good show, and ever since then, I've been kind of following them and seeing what they've been up to, so it was good to catch up with Sammy and just hear their whole journey and what they're doing with their new album. Yep, the new album, which was Martyrs of the Storm, that released in March, so almost 12 years later after you saw them in their first avatar as such. But uh, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about it a whole lot more. So here he is. Here's Sammy from Scarab. All the way from Egypt on Hearts Up, here is Sammy. Hales. What's the coronavirus scene like in Egypt? <laughs> I was just going to say I'm self-isolating right now. Um, oh. It is uh, so far uh, controlled, but uh, you never know where things are going. Like, uh, there's a big question mark. <laughs> yeah, both of us, both Peter and I are actually locked down. So let's see where that takes us. All right. So we are here talking to you today because uh, in March, you released your third album or Scarab released its third album, Martyrs of the Storm. But That's right. before we get into talking about the album, let's get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Sammy, how did you get into playing music? What was your journey like? Um, I think it would be like anyone. <laughs> it's basically um, trying to find heavier music and get into more heavier music and then more heavier, heavier music. And, and, and along that journey of discovering music, um, I decided to uh, mingle around with the guitar, stuff like this, started to uh, copy uh, uh, vocals that I listened to, and then uh, I started covering bands like Misfits and even um, 
I begin with actually I begin with with um, uh, even new metal because it was easy to um, play back in um, I think it was two thousand and two thousand and four or something like this or two thousand and three uh, and then uh, things started to escalate until I heard Scarab um, they weren't called Scarab at this time. The name was Hate Suffocation, and I saw them live, and I was a fan. And then when I entered the band, uh, the band names changed to Scarab. But yeah, that's that's it. I mean, music is, I think it's a natural thing, basically. I, I, I couldn't really say how it happened. It's just, the, you know, the, it, the evolution happened uh, naturally. So Is uh, Scarab your first band? No. No, uh, I um, I was in uh, many uh, covering bands, bands that covered uh, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth. I even had a Opeth cover band, a Misfits cover band, um, just a lot of things, even Judas Priest. Because back in the day, uh, there was not so much bands that performed their own music it was more like uh, cover bands so metallica band uh, megadeth band or thrash metal band death metal band black metal band covers all covers you know tributes and mm -hmm. things like this uh, uh, right now it's better it's the other way around there is more bands that are playing their own music but <laughs> okay so yeah many cover bands and then later the first original band that a uh, like a band that i started to play our own original music it's called stigma and it was like a mixed breed between death metal, stoner metal kind of thing. It's sludge metal. And then from there, I went to Scarab. And that was it. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought up hate suffocation kind of early in the conversation. Because in 2009, when I lived in Dubai, uh, I watched hate suffocation perform at the Battle of the Bands. I think it was for the Desert Rock uh, Festival. How did you become part of the band and meet the other members? Um, uh, at that time in 2009, I had just, I don't know, no, I had just entered, uh, but it, but it wasn't hate suffocation. It was scarab. It's just the transition was really like, it was just that the band has just changed their name from hate suffocation to scarab. That's why you're okay. mixing things because like it was just like uh, in 2009, it was just a one month thing. And then we changed into a scarab after announcing uh, that they that we are going to be performing in Dubai. So. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to say is how I met them is that I met them basically through my all um, time friend. He's my childhood friend. His name is uh, Muhammad Al-Sherbini or Bombist. He is the, the bassist at that time, up until 2014, I think. Um, he was the bassist of Scarab. And um, uh, basically, uh, I saw them live and I was a fan. To be honest, this is exactly what I was feeling. At this time, they were called hate suffocation here in Egypt. And uh, I mean, the music and the tunes were like uh, speaking to my soul somehow. So I um, always had this inside of me that uh, I think this is going to go somewhere and I would love to be part of it. And then uh, Sharif, the, 
the founder, Al Sharif Marzaben, the founder of the band, uh, approached me and he was like, "What do you think? You wanna uh, record an album with us and see what's gonna happen?" And then uh, there was Blinding the Masses. They had eight tracks already uh, ready, and I hopped in and I started writing the lyrics and uh, yeah, and jamming together and uh, and that's that was it basically. So you know, since then I've been following the band and. You know, I can't believe it's been ten years. Uh, you've got your third album, Artists of the Storm, uh, out now. How does it feel cool. now, looking back at the journey so far? It feels like every album is a phase in life for me personally, at least, and I'm sure for everyone else. It's just um, it feels like we're like it's an evolution. Personally, individually, and collectively, all of us, blinding the masses was kind of like uh, us. Uh, I don't know how to explain this. If if blinding the masses, blinding the masses is like a seed. You know what I mean. And basically, serpents of the Nile is the seed um, starting to develop roots somehow. And I believe martyrs of the storm is just the sprout, the first sprout that comes out that may. Explain a little bit what uh, what Scarab uh, is to us, and yeah. So it's basically just a, a huge a process of evolution. Like I, I personally have learned a lot um, from uh, this entity and this band, uh, me myself. So it's kind of a life journey, it's a very spiritual journey for me. So, Sammy, in an interview, you describe Martyrs of the Storm as, and I quote you, the sound of a cosmic upheaval, an alchemy that is happening inside of the human psyche, end mm-hmm. quote. Uh, what served as the inspiration for this? And uh, could you elaborate on this point a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, um, to be completely honest, yeah, there is a concept and everything, but the concept is some kind of a, 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 a developing work, like it develops through time. It's more honest, like this is like there is certain energy that we are channeling and we're, and as we are channeling this kind of energy, we start to experience things in our lives and, and, and we start to uh, try to make sense out of it. And that's how the concept happened. With blinding the masses, after it has finished, it feels like um, basically um, an upheaval, an upheaval upon things that is restricting you as a human being, and for some reason, somehow there was like a lot of uh, revolutions in Egypt and the Arab world after this, uh, coinciding only. But uh, doesn't say that we speak of the future or anything like this. It's just a coincidence. But anyway, this is the feeling. This is the energy that we were channeling at this time. And then with Serpents of the Nile, it feels like um, the wisdom of knowing that, um, of going through a journey until you find out that um, what it really is, is that if you want things to change, you have to change yourself. And that's how things can change around you. So you shouldn't blame things around you, really, because uh, you kind of uh, you're you're uh, you're the master of your own life and stuff like this. With uh, and that's serpents of the Nile, uh, but with martyrs of the storm, it is the actual alchemy of looking 
into what is hindering the will from uh, developing into this kind of freedom that we spoke about in Serpents of the Nile. So it's it's kind of, yeah, cosmic upheaval that is happening inside of the human psyche. It's like if someone went really deep inside uh, into their own insecurities, into their own um, past lives, karmic stuff, um, and start to face this and deal with it. It's like when you're talking to yourself honestly, without any kind of uh, masks, basically. And at the same time, also, it feels like um, a real cosmic upheaval. Like, I think uh, it is the time where the planet itself makes a revolution upon humanity for what it has done wrong to it. So this is also part of the thing Martyrs of the Storm is talking about. So it's the two things in the same time happening inside and also outside, but that's my take on it. Like, I don't write the, these kind of concepts um, 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 based on before we work or something like this. It's it's a developing thing. Like, I find out the concept as the, the album is finished through analyzing. So what the fuck does this mean? You know, like looking at it. Uh, in detachment and 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 thinking oh so what what does this in the end actually represent is it just music or does it have any kind of meaning behind it and that's when we uh, that's when i start to interpret what it could mean and stuff like this but everyone should um i mean make up their own mind about it that's just my take on it the album was mainly composed by your guitarist al sharif marzeba and also yeah. you did this, That's right. you know, make the songwriting process easier or harder? Or what was it like? Well, Mars is the main writer in Scarab since the beginning anyway. So that that is not something that is um, that is different. It was always like this in the beginning. And also Tariq, Tariq Amr, the, the, um, the second guitarist or the other guitarist in Scarab, so yeah. both of them used to write together, but mainly it was Sharif who was uh, writing things. Tariq wrote more into uh, Serpents of the Nile. And when I was there, I started, uh, in Serpents of the Nile also, I, I wrote some, like, I'm mainly, uh, in Serpents of the Nile, Blinding the Masses, I used to do uh, mainly the construction kind of thing. Uh, it's uh, mingling around, putting extra riffs here and there that could uh, uh, make the song more, uh, I don't know, transitions better, stuff like this, like construction kind of thing. But with Martyrs of the Storm, it, there was no thought to write with us. So it was only me and Mars. And then, okay, so what are we going to do right now? And uh, and then it came out this way. He would he would basically grab the guitar and um, show me riffs. I would tap them down. I had riffs also. I would tap this down. And then we started to work on the construction a bit by bit by bit by bit um, together. It. I wouldn't say this was easy. It was just... Um, it was more focused. We were more focused. It was just me and him. So basically we were very focused, but there was, 
I believe that with Scarab, uh, there is some kind of, um, you know, that the Scarab itself, the entity, the ancient Egyptian Khefri, the god, I believe that um, there is always this kind of energy that we have to channel. It's kind of a, I don't know if it's destiny or what. So things were just coming to us, basically. We didn't really struggle into writing the music. There was no struggles in writing the music at all. Things were coming naturally, uh, flowing normally like they were. The struggles that we had afterwards is, is actually... Uh, finding the right members to join Scarab after the members that has left. That was the, the, the hard part. We've talked quite a bit about Martyrs of the Storm. We'd like to play a song from the album now. Which one should we play and why? <laughs> okay. That's a really hard question because all the songs for me, uh, there is no highlights. Uh, and, and they're all like interconnected somehow. And the, every song is important for me. Ah, what would you play? Depending on the mood, do you want something that is really um, full of fiery anger? Or do you want something that is more uh, lunar and, 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 and uh, it's kind of a planetary or mystical? Let me flip that around back to you. What song do you think best represents Scarab and this album? Okay. Ah, oh, that's a nice uh, question. I will say, I will say, I will say, play Kingdom of Chaos. This is a song that that uh, Mars written. He has written all of it, and this is a song that Carl Sanders from Nile is featured in at the end with a really crazy fucking solo that um, that is really serving the concept of the song and the energy behind it. I wouldn't say that this song speaks of the whole album, but I would say play this song because it's a very important one in the album. It's a very important song. Let's go. 
So that was Kingdom of Chaos, and yes, that was Carl Sanders from Nile on that song. So let me let me just be very honest here and just hit you up with this up front. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to have some thoughts about Nile uh, in the first place, right? I mean, considering their proximity to death metal and well, Egyptian themes, are you a fan? Uh, obviously, yes. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Uh, I'm a big fan. I, I, and not just me, me and, and uh, Mars and Torrey and um, everyone in the band basically is a fan of Nile because basically before we even play our music, okay, there was Nile. Uh, and when I was first introduced to death metal, anyway, I was in, 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 uh, in film school here in Egypt. And uh, there was a friend of mine, his name is Mickey. And he uh, he introduced me to Nile. He gave me two CDs, uh, Annihilation of the Wicked and In Their Darkened uh, Shrines. And oh. um, yeah, these two yep. CDs were playing on my on my on my uh, disc man or a CD player all the time. I used to listen to them, and I fell in love. And that was before I even joined Scarab. So uh, yeah, Nile, of course, <laughs> of course okay. we are. Okay, so having said that, uh, how did this collaboration with Carl come up? I mean, he's pretty he's pretty chill in that way. We've had him on uh, the podcast as well, and it was it was fascinating for us because he's the one who directly answered all our questions. I mean, we didn't have to go through anybody to reach him. We just he just did that. That's that's he is like this. He is like this. This here's how it happened. Even uh, that he uh, joined uh, this uh, in this song. It was yeah. Sharif. Sharif Marzaben is the one who um, approached him online. Uh, basically, they had some kind of um, a kind of a friendship somehow um, uh, online, and and. Um, he put me through to him and I wrote him some emails and and, and it was like, uh, I don't know how to say that. I, wanted, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it was like a dream come true because I'm talking to Carl Sanders and Carl Sanders actually complimented Scarab's music and he said that he really liked it and things like that. And that means a lot because it's coming from someone that before you even uh, think of uh, playing this kind of music, um uh, he used to listen to him, and, and I was a big fan of Nile and all the themes of uh, Nile and the spirit of that. Because I'm Egyptian, and there's this band that's 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 mainly dedicated to ancient Egypt, and it's death metal, and it's heavy, and it's fucking amazing. So, I mean, it, yeah, it captures our souls, you know what I mean? Naturally. So it basically, yeah, what I'm trying to say is that um, he is really down to earth. I mean... I don't. I, I wouldn't say down to earth. He's honest. He's just honest. He's upfront. He's honest. He's he, he's just. Uh, I don't know what to say. He's a good guy. So he was writing <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, we were writing emails back and forth. He's he's just. He's a, he's a super good guy. Basically, <laughs> that's what he is. <laughs> also, in 2017, you all played uh, opening or supporting uh, Nile in Dubai. What was that experience like? That was that was uh, crazy, also because it's like it feels like you know the first off, first off he recorded this song with us, and and then later on we're on stage with Nile in Dubai uh, along with Nerf Cell, our uh, all-time friends and brothers in, from Dubai, 
and um, basically, uh, yeah, it kind of felt like a dream come true because we were opening for them, and then after we finished, we uh, were listening to uh, uh, Nurcell and then Nile on stage and uh they were playing all the songs that i used to listen to that was the first time i ever seen nylon stage also and they were playing all the songs that i used to listen to uh, uh, before i even enter scarab so it's just crazy you get me it was a great yeah. feeling okay you touched upon this uh, a bit earlier when you talked about you know a lot of cover bands uh being there in egypt uh, how have things uh, changed, say, in the last 15 years or so since uh, Scarab has formed? A lot changed. Because basically, uh, I'm going to just be honest. Uh, um, in 2009, uh, before we go and we perform in Dubai and then uh, also perform in the same year in, um, in, um, with Full Force uh, in Germany, there was no, I don't think there was, there was no band in, from Egypt that uh, that would perform abroad or reach this kind of uh, thing, like where they perform their music in front of a big uh, crowd or on the main stage of a big festival, stuff like this. Um, and this is not, not, not some kind of a narcissistic uh, information that I'm giving here. I'm, what I'm trying to say is uh, there, there was a dis great disbelief that something like this can happen okay yeah. and breaking this made a lot of people see light somehow um all of our friends like there there was it, it, there was this like um portal that opened the idea that yeah uh, bands from egypt yes we can uh, write our own music yes we can record it and yes, it can uh, stand up internationally. And yes, we can perform our music worldwide because there is no market here in Egypt for this kind of music. Um, you can obviously you cannot, for example, do a tour in Egypt until now. Um, the, so basically, right now there are more bands that uh, throughout the years uh, that are coming up and uh, performing abroad, playing their own music. Uh, two bands that can, comes to my mind right now are Crescent. Uh, they used to be black metal band, and then they changed the themes, their theme into also ancient Egyptian uh, theme. And uh, they are not right now. They write and record their own music, and just they they, they uh, uh, distribute it uh, internationally, and they also perform uh, in in uh, internationally. Uh, and also there is Audius from alexandria it's a black uh, symphonic black metal band uh, the same thing they also record the music they distributed internationally and they uh, perform all around um and there are bands here a lot i i, I mean I, I wouldn't say as much as anywhere else but at least there are bands that are coming up whether if it is extreme metal or just metal in general in general um and they are writing their own music uh, they are trying to uh, uh have a, um an appearance online things like this uh so yeah it, it is growing basically it's it's uh, it is manifesting a bit by bit it's really slow but steady but the only problem is we don't have a market here there is there are no labels in egypt 
um, there would be a show every once in a while. The biggest show, I believe, is is uh, Metal uh, Blast because they also host um, band, international bands uh, from abroad, like like um, Swallow the Sun, uh, and I don't remember what else. But yeah, like big bands, and they would uh, make this big band the main act, and uh, and other Egyptian bands opening for them. So this is all in all very positive, but it happens every once in a while. So basically, uh, it's not like when you are in Europe or or um, or North America, for example, where you can tour, uh, where there is a show every day. Not to say that there is right now this epidemic that is, uh, or pandemic, or however you would pronounce that, that virus that is going on that canceled every show in Egypt. Um, it's not like where if you are from North America or in located in North America or located in, in uh, Europe where you can perform uh, a show every now and then uh i mean uh, every day if you want even because there are you can do a tour and stuff like this mm, that's the only problem just the the idea of not having uh, a market not having a big scene not not having this as as a flourishing uh, industry that's the only problem that anyone face so so basically the music for us right now for for me and for a band like scarab it's more it turns into more of not a business kind of thing at all it mm-hmm. is basically some kind of uh, a message you get it because basically yep. we don't we don't own a penny just so everyone would know from the yep. first time that we started until now we didn't own a penny and i'm not joking from this music so it's really hard you know yeah totally because yeah. it's kind of the similar picture right here in india too uh, most metal bands that i know of don't really make uh, a living out of their music they do it because it's a passion they do it because it's something that needs to be done and the the economic side of it obviously that takes a backseat because yeah even in a country like india even though we are a country of uh, so many people it's mm-hmm. really not a huge heavy market for metal as such but uh, we yeah, would love true. to come and perform in in, in uh, there is a bangalore uh, uh, open air yeah. festival yep yeah yep. that's that's a sick one so <laughs> that's a good one too <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, talking about the metal scene, there. Uh, what I'd like, really like to pick your brains about a little bit is: uh, Do you think there's anything called Egyptian metal? I mean, nearly a decade or so earlier, um, Indian metal was, you know, getting its moment in the global, or not the global, like the American and the European press, etc. But most bands today. Uh, from mm-hmm. India, they don't really relate to the Indian metal tag. Uh, what are your thoughts about Egyptian metal as such? Okay, that's that's a, a complicated one because basically, yep. this for I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. This kind of music is not um, influenced uh, f- uh, directly from our culture because it comes from. Uh, uh, abroad, you get me. 
So I mean, yeah. when you listen, when, when when I first listened to a metal band, it was an Egyptian one. So that, that's that's a good start. So bands like Slayer, Metallica, uh, band, a band like Opeth, which is from Sweden, a band like like Dimmuburgir, which is from Norway, things like that. Um, so uh, that's that's basically what initiated us into the music itself, like the craft how it should sound like what equipment to use things like this this is all not invented by us or it wasn't part of our culture anyway so what i'm trying to say is the that the tools itself aren't but here's the thing here's what i have uh, figured out and um, i think it's uh, it has a lot of truth in the in it basically mm-hmm. um the scales or the tunes of the music when it comes to Egypt, um, for example, the ha- harmonic minor scale or uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or the or the minor scales anyway, or or something like the tritone, which they call mm-hmm. the, the devil's note or the devil's uh, yeah. scale or whatever, uh, and interval chords and things like this, and even sometimes also techniques like tremolo picking and things like this. This is all in our music. Yep. It's really deeply rooted. Like basically, yep. if you listen to a oud player, or uh, mm-hmm. they call it lute, also the yep. lute, yep. Yep. Um, yep. The, the, you can see that the, that the intervals, the harmonic minor scales, and and every kind of um, evil sounding uh, things like the tritone and things like that it's all there in our music and it's not forbidden and it's not of the devil and it's not evil it's just it's basically natural to us and i think and i believe that all of uh, all of the bands that i used to listen to um have had this uh, implemented into their music consciously or unconsciously and um so here's the thing i believe that egyptian metal we are playing um we are influenced heavily by bands that are not from egypt of course uh, but in the same time we are kind of portraying it a, a little bit uh, differently uh, since we are uh, from egypt but the craft itself it doesn't come from egypt so there is like a kind of a mixed breed it's like mm-hmm. um so uh, for example if you listen to a band like um, audios You will you will find you will find a lot of uh, Egyptian influences there uh, in their music. If you listen to Crescent, also it's the same. Um, And if you listen to us, uh, you will also feel that there are a lot of like uh, Egyptian kind of uh, scales, and it's just mainly coming from from our culture. Because basically, if you listen to pop music in Egypt, you will find these scales. So (laughs) yeah, I'm not joking. get that because at the end yeah. of the day we are all a product of what we grew up with and um, those kind of sounds and those kind of melodies they come to us naturally even if we might not uh, really want uh, them mm-hmm. to you know be be something like constructed in our minds as such but it just comes to us naturally that, like for example I want to talk about something there is um there's a band I really love. Their name is Cult of Fire. They're a black metal band, yep. and yeah. they, yep. are, they, they are um, their themes are dedicated to uh, Hinduism and and things like this. Yep. I yep. believe so. Yep. Uh, and and um, 
I think ethnic in general, in general, mm. ethnic or oriental music, um, is it, it it very much matches the identity of 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 metal anyway. Uh, in all the bands, um, like Iron Maiden, even uh, any kind of band, they, they, you will always find either an album or a song or a couple of songs that does have this kind of ethnic feel to it. Um, and it's not strange because um, because it's it's um, how can I say it's deep and occult and and it's uh, it has a lot of mystery, you know. So um, everyone is drawn to it, and I think I am not fond. Like I, uh, I'm a bad person. I don't go and uh, and fetch for music anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening actually in in India right now. Okay. So um, I, I don't know. I think, of course, I, I have a feeling that the scene in India is is stronger than Egypt, anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it may like is, is there a band like Cult of Fire that is coming from from India? You get my point. There was a band mm-hmm. called Infernal Wrath, which pretty much yeah, did uh, it... what Cult of Fire uh, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. came to be known uh, for. And of course, oh, you have yep. Demonic Resurrection, which is probably mm-hmm. the biggest metal band that India has seen still. Yeah, and they yeah. did a lot of. Uh, inclusion of Vedic themes, etc. into their last album. But on the other flip side, you also have bands like Kryptos, which don't have that Indian sound at all. And, or even okay. Gutslit, for that matter, which is a, um, another really huge band that's coming out of India, which plays straight up outcore, uh, straight up grindcore music. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing really Indian about it, apart from the fact that it's made by from guys who are <laughs> who have an indian passport yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well, well I, I think you don't have to implement always your, your like if you're just but, honest if you love what you do just do it you know yeah so, yeah. yeah there's one very 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 cool point that you mentioned in this uh, previous answer which was about ethnicities and metal as such so um let me just ask you about this what is metal to you um just uh, basically it's rebellion that's how i feel it um it's rebellion and it is um individuality that's what it it represents to me rebellion individuality once you find yourself into it i don't think you're going to go out of it <laughs> <laughs> i have not i have not witnessed anyone that did so um so it's basically yeah. it's it's just it's either it's meant for you or it isn't. I, I don't know. It's just uh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. It's, it's very hard right? to say. Or, yeah, it's very hard to yeah. say what metal is. So because basically, uh, as I was growing up, I tried to find myself in um, I tried to find myself in many kind of forms of music, but the heavier it gets, the pleased the more pleased I become. So I don't know. Um, it's just uh, metal is something that it's either it captures your soul and it's meant for you or not. I don't know. So, but it does represent individuality and rebelling upon, uh, um, um, let's say, uh, any kind of boundaries, uh, fallacies, things like that. Yep, and that's I that's I guess the uh, why metal has so many 
fans and followers all around the world because those are that teams is. that everybody uh ends up thinking about or at least needing to think about That's or right. vent about or something of that sort That's right yeah so you know Sami it's been great talking to you all this time but I have one final question for you uh, That's you've cool. got a new album uh, you've got a new lineup what is next for Scarlet Okay um right now we we like first of all it uh, we were very happy that we could finally put something out that the it, it feels like we had a, a heavy burden okay huge energy that we had to let out and i think it's out in the right time and in the same time uh, right we had a plan to uh, tour and perform Uh, this uh, for to support the album so but it didn't happen and the same case with any band out there uh, we're all the same right now what's next for scarab is writing new material uh, and uh, staying uh, steady and witnessing what's going on in the world and staying safe and and, and wishing everyone else safety and uh, it's a hard situation what's going on right now and i think it is also um I wouldn't want to say things like this but it's also good for the planet itself like uh the, the thing that is hosting us all because I believe that systems are going to change things like this are going to change for a better uh to serve us better it's like a part of evolution sometimes bad things has to happen so people can um evolve and for old ways to die and new things to come um and we're there and uh, we're full of life and we were right music and hopefully 2021 would be a, a good year uh, for everyone i truly can't say anything better than that you yeah. all hope at the moment <laughs> you can... 2021 is much better for everyone in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so there it was that was scarab and i guess that's all the time we have for this week's on sub or rather for this friday's on sub considering we're doling out two episodes per week we're looking out for quite a lot of um, you know opinion driven episodes in the future so if you guys want to share your opinions with us you know really talk metal analyze it fanboy over stuff why don't you get in touch with us here at honsubpod.com and you can also reach out to us on twitter i'm at asmani and i'm trend crusher so till the next time Horns up guys. Horns up.